you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky Rhett back with you here as uh, as we continue to work towards week six of the NFL season. Uh, man, we've got a bunch of uh, a bunch of teams with big, big matchups this week. Couple three and twoers uh, that looking to uh, take that next step. Uh, lots to get to today on the show, including uh, as we always like to do this time of the week. We like to focus on the defensive side of the ball, and we're looking at the line of scrimmage. Who you think about the offensive line protecting that quarterback? Think about the defensive line getting after it. The teams that are combining those two the best: the Bills, the Cardinals, the Chargers, Dolphins, and Seahawks. They are all in the top eight. And most sacks on defense and fewest sacks allowed on offense. So really playing well along the line of scrimmage. And one of those teams I want to focus on here is the Miami Dolphins because, uh, Buck, I feel like on the offensive side of the ball, rightfully so, with the you know leading the league in scoring and how dynamic they've been, putting up a 70 spot uh, earlier this year, all the attention. Tua, MVP candidate, Tyreek, Waddle, we've seen it in the backfield with Achan and Mostert. I mean, it's offense, 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 offense. They're not going to win a championship unless the defense plays well. And they are doing one thing well, which is they're getting after uh, the quarterback. So uh, when you look at them, are you hopeful, optimistic, this is going to continue to get better uh, on the complete side here uh, with that defense? I feel good about the, the Miami Dolphins really making a surge down the stretch, playing great defense. And part of that is because Big Fangio. Uh, Big Fangio is putting together a new scheme. He's trying to learn all the pieces, and he wants to make sure that he puts the players in place. Remember, this is a team that struggled last year defensively, so Fangio had to come in and clean up a lot of the stuff, and they're still adjusting to his ways. But you can already see this is a team that can use a smoke and mirrors approach to create pressure. They do a really good job of keeping the ball in front and the back end. And as they get Jalen Ramsey back and some of their other guys, they are going to be a team that can lock up and play man-to-man and really do some of the things that Big Fangio really likes to do when it comes down to crunch time. 
Yeah, and, and look, I mean, they feasted on a banged-up Giants uh, offensive line this past week, seven sacks, most in the league. And and look, they've been doing it with Jalen Phillips banged up, too. Uh, Bradley Chubb is doing his part, that's for sure, off the edge. Uh, he's got the most pressures on the team. Um, actually, I should say tied for the most pressures on the team because Andrew Van Ginkle uh, has been filling in nicely. He's got a little bit less of a, of a sample size, but he's their, their team leader in sacks right now with four and he was a fifth round pick back in 2019 uh you know ran out his rookie contract there signed a one-year deal this year with miami very minimal uh cap uh, hit on that and he's been feasting right now and 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 they're they're lucky to have him uh he was one of those guys you know dj that um you know had some production in college but was a little bit lighter right and kind of playing that outside linebacker mm-hmm. role in a 34 scheme at wisconsin but major athleticism, like you go back and look at the next gen athleticism score, and he's third highest in that 2019 linebacker class. 38 inch vert, 10 over 10 inch broad. He ran the three cone at 6.89. So he clearly had the athleticism, which kind of, you know, it gives you the traits, right, to then work with. And then somebody's got to come in and help him develop into a full time pass rusher. And he's done really well. Yeah, no doubt. I was going back and looking through my notes when he came out. And, you know, you mentioned all the, the measurables there. He was a Sam linebacker. He was excellent as a looper. That's where he picked up a bunch of sacks, just kind of running games with him, uh, where you can use that athleticism. Big time effort and chase. Uh, you know, yeah. the Purdue game, I had made a note in there. You see him chase down 20 yards down the field, forces a fumble. Just incredible, incredible effort and motor. Yeah. Active hands. Uh, you know, love to spin at the point of attack. So I, I didn't think he was super strong and sturdy, but more, you know, kind of more athlete. I mean, shoot, he was only 241 pounds. So. He right. kind of has to use that athleticism to get around people. But, I mean, look, I'm not comparing him to Hassan Reddick, but when you think about guys that were coming out that, okay, how is he going to be big enough? He's, he's kind of more of an athlete speed guy. That still works. It still plays, man. And he's, uh, he's beating blocks and he's winning. The other one yeah. I, I would bring up on this Dolphins defense, and, and again, back to you, Buck, uh, Javon Holland, going back through and looking at my notes on him coming out, uh, they played a lot of three safety there at Oregon. He, he played the rover. He took good angles. Excellent tackler. I compared him at the time coming out to a biggest LaMarcus Joyner, uh, who you remember had some safety, had some mm-hmm. nickel flex. Um, he always was aware. I talked about his FBI's football intelligence, knowing down and distance, ball skills. He's a complete player. And Vic Fangio, you know, I'd said uh, maybe it was a week or two ago, he's got a chance to be one of the best safeties in the NFL if he's not already uh, in that class. He's a really, really good player. He is a really good player, and he's been a great player for them. And he's been able to come on the line. He's been able to come off the edge. And you saw in, in, in previous years, he can be a difference maker in a variety of different ways. As he settles in in this Fangio defense, you're going to see he's going to be a C-ball, get-ball defender. I like what he's been able to bring to the table, and I'm looking forward to seeing how Fangio expands his role as he gets more comfortable in this scheme and within this system. And, you know, I don't think we can we can leave the conversation about this Dolphins defense without talking about arguably the most dominant part of the defense, which has been the interior. Christian Wilkins, uh, Sealer. I mean, those dudes are absolutely wrecking offensive lines on the interior, obviously making it easier for for everybody else uh, around them as well. It's like those dudes are are big time players and, and they've got some serious playmakers up and down that defensive front. Yeah, no, they're they're really really talented. It's a good group, and I think you'll see that like they've been a little bit inconsistent. Um, but it's it's an adjustment, I think, for Vic playing with such a dynamic offense. You know, it, it, you call defense a little bit differently there. You're gonna be playing with leads. Um, you know, you just don't want it. You don't want to 
give up quick scores. Um, so that's yeah. uh, it's interesting how that's all coming together. I want to go inside that division to a, another team, an individual player, Bucky, who you saw last week in A.J. Epinesa uh, with the Bills. Uh, a career game for him, had two sacks, career high. Uh, fourth year, you go back to when he was coming out of the draft. I went back and pulled up my notes on him. Uh, skilled, big edge rusher, uh, strong hands, can flip his hips. He can really finish. He's got a variety of hand moves. I thought he had a really, really high floor. He was big. He was 6'5", 275 pounds, did not run great, was a 504. I thought he had an average get-off coming out of college. Uh, but, Buck, when you look at the get-off numbers since he's been in the league, he's actually been excellent with that. So maybe not that long speed you're talking about, you know. but, man, that, that, as a pass rusher, who cares? Can you get off the ball? Can you go? He's got better in that regard. You saw him play uh, really, really well over there in London. Yeah, he did a really good job against Cam Robinson. His get-off is something that is funny that you talked about it being average when he was in college because it was really impressive to watch. Uh, Cat-like quickness off the ball does a great job of anticipating the snap count. And then, DJ, he did what he's always done during his time at, at Iowa. He has a few uh, tricks up his sleeve. He throws those out in opportune moments, and he was able to get to the quarterback twice. And it was not only getting to the quarterback using speed or turning that speed into power, it was more so being able to knock Trevor Lawrence around and get the ball out. Really good pass rusher, and he is settling in um, as a guy they really need need because without Greg Rousseau and with Von Miller coming back, they needed someone to step up and supply that persistent pressure. Epinesa has been the guy that's been able to do it for the Bills. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that with Rousseau out and with Miller playing, you know, just 18 snaps uh, this past week in his season debut, like. And now with Matt Milano out, like you've got to have somebody that can generate, you know, some playmaking ability in that front seven. And so and and especially with the injuries that they got in the secondary too now with with Tredavious White out for the rest of the year, like you've got to have somebody helping out back there uh, to kind of continue or up front rather to, to help out uh, what's going on behind them. So I think uh, Epinesa emerging as a real playmaker uh, for this uh, defense in Buffalo and, and continuing to help them lead the league in sacks right now at 21 is a, is a big deal here moving forward with some of the attrition that they faced. Yeah, his average get-off, we were talking about that, uh, is .79, which he's, I think he's been faster in the past. The same as Will Anderson, uh, Van Ginkle, uh, Max Crosby. Um, so that's kind of the company wow. he's keeping in terms of, of getting off the ball. So I- impressive there by A.J. Epinesa. Uh, Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to jump into this Broncos-Chiefs Thursday night battle. It looks lopsided, uh, but it's a short week. We'll preview that one right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here, and this is NFL Plus, where you can catch every play all in one place. You get access to live, local, and primetime games on your mobile phone and tablet. That's every in-market game with you on the go. I never knew that was a thing. Oh, yeah? And here's my favorite part. You can stream NFL Red Zone live every Sunday. What are you waiting for? Game time, baby. Let's go. Go to plus.nfl.com. Sign up today. All right, Thursday night football, the Kansas City Chiefs will be at home, uh, which is a tough place to go on a Sunday or a Monday. It's extremely tough to go there on a short week, uh, playing on a Thursday, and their opponent that they drew is the Denver Broncos, who are sitting at 1-4, and four, uh, coming off of a game where the score was, you know, it was a it was a close game with the Jets, but when you watched it, it man, the Jets could have could have added a little bit more to that and made that a little bit of an ugly affair. But they are, they're not a good football team, guys. Rhett, uh, I'll go to you on this one yeah. first. My my takeaway on this game, I know we're going to preview it and we can talk matchups and all that kind of stuff. It's all lopsided. My my takeaway is if this goes terribly wrong, if they get their doors blown off and uh, the Broncos lose huge in this game, they fall to one and five, and you're a team around the league and you need a safety, aren't you calling the Denver Broncos? Are you at least Simmons. trying to call uh, on Sertan and just try on, on Simmons, on Sertan? Like try, try, try to pluck one of these guys out of this mix and see if you – you can't do it while they're at their lowest. I mean, that's that's kind of a weird way to start this conversation. But that's what I'm that's oh, what yeah. I'm looking at this game. Like, is this the the game that sends them over the edge? Say, hey, let's sell. Let's get out of here. Well, look, I mean, it, it leads you into ten days right before your next one. So, I mean, I think that's always a time where you wonder about change in any way, shape, or form. And obviously, the you know, um, head coach isn't going anywhere. I, I don't think the quarterback's going anywhere right now. So, you know, I, I think that that's something you could definitely see. I mean, I, I think that you'd probably rekindle the trade talks that that were around Jerry Judy leading up to the season. Uh, Cortland Sutton, you know, perhaps I I just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where they go uh, from here. You mentioned McLaughlin was a nice little find for him, uh, you know, averaging about eight yards a pop on the ground uh, in relief duty with Javante Williams still kind of banged up. But yeah, I, I'd look at Simmons. I'd, I I would be very hesitant if I'm the Broncos to to get rid of Sertan. I just, great, you know, great corners like that don't grow on trees. And uh, if you want to have something to build on, you know, going into next season, it would feel like Sertan would be one of those guys for me. You know, Nick Benito is, is a guy that's continued to come on. Is there a team that needs, you know, an edge rusher uh, to kind of supplement on, on what could be a playoff run? You know, maybe that's something they consider uh, as well, Buck. Man, we're just hitting the panic button. We're, we're one and four. We're ready to auction it's off. Over. 
the, the, the entire team. Stop, Buck. You Look, don't buy this. So they've team. already stopped. No, no. I'm wait. Hold on. I'm not saying that this team is going to make a playoff run, but I'm saying we're five games into the Sean Payton tenure, and we're going to get rid of everybody. We just got rid of Randy Gregory last week. Um, we're making changes, trying to figure out what's the best thing. Why would you want to give away good players? Justin Simmons is a good player. Like you don't want to give him away. I can see some of the other guys. Maybe you don't necessarily like the way Jerry Judy fits into the mix, but. Man, I'm not in the business of giving away good players because then I got to draft a player and hope that that player is going to be as good as the one that departs. If you're Sean Payton, regardless of what it looks like on Thursday, pause, take a collective breath, see if you can get this team better down the stretch. No one expected the Broncos to be title contenders in year one of the Payton era. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, like, I think they had designs on getting back to the playoffs, right? I mean, they're terrible. They're terrible. And why not? And why not? Look, what yeah. good is it going to do you to win four games? Like, it, it, and we, and I want using that word that people will obviously use here. But if you want to sell off, play all your young guys, and and maybe that gives you a better shot to come away with your next quarterback. I don't. I you don't want to be stuck in no man's land. You don't want to be a five six win team. Um, well, so that would be. And uh, I put this you know, question. That's my thoughts. To both, yeah, and I, I in a way I agree with you, and and so that's why I want to ask both you guys here. Like, how would you describe what we've seen thus far? Sean Payton and Russell Wilson together. Like what what does that look like? Is there are there things that you can point to and say, okay, um, you know, maybe that's working and maybe it'll get better in an offseason, Bucky. What do you think? Well, I mean, he's obviously a player that's on the, the downslope, but I, I think there's some salvageable things that maybe you can take from the tape if you're Sean Payton. Uh, you know he's done. Uh, some things okay this year. You continue to build upon those things. But really, this team was supposed to be a team that could run the football, and then you would think that they would play good defense. They've really been disappointing in both of those areas. Yes, a lot of attention will fall on Russell Wilson, and he has to pick up his play. But I would say, before we can take everything to task, man, the defense gave up a 70-burger a couple weeks ago. They've been terrible. And then obviously, we can't run. I just... I mean, b- before we can get to it, I got to make sure that the coaches are putting together the right scheme to give the players the best chance to be successful. I don't know if we can confidently say that's been the case. Well, and uh, look, and we're not even gonna, apologies to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win this football game. We're not going to spend much time talking about them. They're fine. They're they're winning football games. They still haven't played their best ball, but they're still the Chiefs. And they're going to, in my opinion, they're going to win this game comfortably. But to me, the storyline is in Denver. And uh, Buck, one more thing on this, and then uh, and then I'll get us moving here. But the other name I, w- I would consider, man, Garrett Bowles has one more year left on his contract. He's a good tackle. He's a good tackle. So I mean, I, if you if you have a need there, hold on one second. <coughs> Jet. <coughs> oh man, sorry, clear my throat. <laughs> um, I would uh, I would at least try and make a phone call there on that one. Yeah, uh, close look and, at him. And, yeah, close look. And do you think the Jets would be um, not the Jets? Do you think the Broncos would be willing to send? Uh, Garrett Bowles to the Jets, considering how Sean Payton the coaching that was done there. I don't think that will happen. I don't think that will. Uh, I don't think that'll kind of. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm see just that saying make a call. I, hey, they can hang up on you. They can hang up on you. I'm just saying, just make the call. That's all. That's all I'm getting at there. Uh, the NFL London games march on exclusively on NFL Network as Lamar Jackson and the Ravens face off with Derrick Henry and the Titans live from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Rise, shine, and watch a little football. It's Sunday morning football, Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network and streaming on NFL Plus. Learn more at nfl.com slash international. Uh, another one uh, overseas here. we got Ravens-Titans. 
uh, getting after it over there. And uh, Buck, you were just over there for two weeks. I- I'm curious, before we get into the matchup here with Ravens and Titans, do you get any feedback from the players on the adjustment and how long it takes to, to get settled uh, when you're going overseas? Yeah, it takes, look, it, t- it takes a while depending on where you're coming from. I mean, you talk about five, six hour time change and trying to get your, your body clock right. Uh, I know the Buffalo Bills struggled with that. They came in on a Friday to play a Sunday game and they looked lethargic at the beginning. The Jaguars the first weekend came in on a Thursday and worked out immediately. Uh, maybe there's something to be said for it. I will say this. Uh, it's not only the body clock adjustment, but there have been some discussion about the turf and how slick it can be and making sure you have the right shoes and all that. So there are a lot of little things that you have to kind of work through as you're getting ready to play a game. So for both of these teams, man, it'd be a lot of adjustment, a lot of adjusting on the fly. Yeah, I look at this Tennessee team and really the strength of their team is that defensive front. They can get so much interior push and so much interior pressure, which you're going to have to do here against Lamar Jackson. Get him off his spot. Make him uncomfortable. Um, I think they've got a chance to do that with this matchup. Now, uh, on the other side of it, Rhett, the Ravens had opportunities against a very good defense with the Steelers. They couldn't catch the football. they got to be better in yeah. that regard in this one uh, to win this ball game. I think most areas favor the Ravens in this one, but I'm telling you, that defensive front for the Titans can cause a big, big problem. And, and I agree with you. And, and if the if the Ravens and, and look, Lamar Jackson, obviously, as elusive as it comes in the pocket. So if he can buy a little bit of time, I think there's an opportunity for the Ravens receivers and for Mark Andrews to find some space against this Tennessee Titans secondary. I think they're bottom third right now in pass defense per game. So I, I think if they can figure out a way to keep Lamar clean uh, just long enough, I think Zay Flowers Obviously, uh, after I took him in our fantasy draft uh, this week, I, I feel like he's going to have a big day uh, against the Tennessee Titans. So uh, I feel really good about that. I mean, as long as the Ravens don't hurt themselves in epic fashion like they did this past week, I feel like they've got a good shot to go in there and win this football game against uh, against Tennessee. I just wonder how much longer we're going to have this experiment with the Baltimore Ravens in this offensive approach. Like, like we're trying to throw it all over the yard. It hasn't looked great. We had seven drop passes, and I just know you got Lamar Jackson. They could able to run him. the football the last three years, yeah, but you don't. Like, I mean, like, I mean, but you didn't. So, like, I don't know what I don't know right. what to do. I just know that the more they throw, the more they drop, and the more I'm over here yearning for them to go back to running the football. How much longer does this offensive experiment? How long do they continue with it before they get serious and say, "Hey, man, we got to win games. If not, we're going to be on the outside looking in when it comes to the postseason." All right, as we're, as we're looking at this matchup, I'm going to go uh, give you a little story time here uh, to kind of wrap this one up. I was working for the Baltimore Ravens, playing the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs. You think about the history of those teams. Um, obviously, you know, you had the Billick game where we talked about you going there with mm-hmm. the spear and all that kind of stuff. And right. There was the intense rivalry, intense, intense rivalry. So this Ravens Super Bowl year, uh, they go into Nashville, they beat the Tennessee Titans. So this is a couple years after that. It's a wild card game, I believe. Uh, we're playing the Titans. And at that point in time, Ray Lewis is the defensive player of the year. He's the best defensive player in football, and there's not even anybody that's close. And a big part of it was intimidation. And you'd, you'd introduce him. It was one of the first teams, I think they had like the full fire and everything. Ray would come mm-hmm. out and do his dance, do the squirrel dance. And the stadium, it was as loud as I've ever heard a stadium. It, it went nuts. So the te- And most teams, they already be out in the field, and they're all their whole sidelines watching this whole thing take place. Well, in that game, uh, they they decide under Jeff Fisher that they're going to 
warm up on the opposite end of the field while we're doing our introductions and while Ray Lewis is coming out, the whole team is facing the other end zone and they're running plays on air. I'd never seen anything like it. It was so bizarre, so bizarre looking, but they went out of their way, Buck, to not let their players see that or get wrapped up in that or try and say, Smart. oh my gosh, it's the great Ray Lewis and, and all this kind of stuff. It was, it was a, a genius move by Jeff Fisher. And did it turn out well for them? Did it turn out well for the Tennessee Titans? By they won. Yeah, Titans won a game. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So then that's what you got to do. So I think maybe Mike Rabel wants to take some of the same thing. Like, hey, let the, the Ravens come out, do all the other stuff. We'll be down here going perfect play. You know, maybe do PATs and punts and all that other stuff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> have our back to the Ravens when they're coming out. They may or may not have had an agreement, Rhett, by the way. They may or may not have had an agreement that uh, anybody that could bait Orlando Brown, the, the the late, great Orlando Brown, into a penalty might have been rewarded. I don't know. I'm not lobbying any accusations out there. I'm just saying that maybe, no. <laughs> maybe was a rumor that was floating around. Um, yeah, but it's going to be a big game. Uh, big game. Tajay Spears and uh, Zay Flowers going off in this game. Just uh, you heard it here first. Uh, uh, <laughs> always loyal to his rookies. Uh, which if you watch the show, you know that Red is loyal to them up until they aren't playing well. Then he calls Drew and tries to get him out of the lineup and make a uh, substitution. That's how that's it. Yes. yes. Very, very ethical. Very ethical. Uh, all right. That's a good note to wrap it up on. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging with us here. Would encourage you again on the podcast front. Uh, go download it. Subscribe. Listen to it. Uh, leave us a rating review. We do appreciate those. I uh, appreciate you always uh, watching all our content, consuming it, listening to it. And we'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.